right now the world is going through a period of dramatic economic change and that has a lot of people very unsettled. People are worried about the future. People see that there's uh, economic crises happening. People see that there are uh, great challenges lying ahead of us and they're very anxious about it. Uh, and it has a deep impact on their understanding of their work and a deep uh, uh, impact on their ability to see meaning and purpose in their everyday lives. Because when uh, we feel that our jobs are insecure and at risk, we uh, begin to lose that sense of deep dignity and meaning in what we're doing because it could all be taken away by forces that maybe we really don't understand and that seem uh, at times to be chaotic and meaningless, random. Uh, and, and people also don't have a sense of what, how their work fits into the bigger picture. People begin to lose a sense of a bigger picture in the world that they're a part of and that they're integrated in and that they're embedded in, uh, woven into, you might say. Uh, during these periods of economic change, that's very typical. Uh, historically, uh, these periods where economic systems throughout the world are undergoing great change has been uh, both a tremendous challenge but also a tremendous opportunity for the church. Uh, the church can help people to rediscover the meaning of their work, can help people to see the big picture, to see what God is doing in their world. Uh, you know, this was tremendously important to the success of the Wesleyan movement uh, in 19th century England. The Industrial Revolution was happening. People were moving uh, from their traditional agricultural communities in the countryside where they knew what their life was supposed to be like and they knew where the boundaries were and they knew what the rules were and they had a sense of the story of their lives. They were moving to these brand new industrial communities that were springing up really out of nowhere uh, around factories. People would just go into an empty field and build a factory and workers would just flock there because they wanted the jobs. Uh, it was a better life uh, than, than the traditional agricultural community uh, because it was, it was productive, it was generating wealth, it was generating uh, new things. Uh, but it was, it was chaotic situation. Uh, people didn't see the big picture. They didn't know what they were a part of. They didn't understand what God was doing in their world. Uh, so all kinds of uh, cultural challenges began to develop. You had alcoholism at high levels. You had people uh, neglecting their work. You had people sort of just showing up when they wanted to and, and just doing whatever tasks happened to come to hand uh, and then leaving work you know, whenever they felt like it. And the factory owners often uh, didn't have a, a, a vision of how their employees were, were human beings made in the dignity and of the image of God uh, with a productive capacity. You know, so factory owners uh, were content to let this happen because they didn't expect anything better. Uh, and the, the Wesleyan movement and, uh, and factory owners who had a faith vision uh, really turned that around. The, the Wesleyan movement was able to come in uh, to these new communities uh, that the traditional churches were not serving and able to give people a vision of the dignity and meaning of what they were doing. Uh, and one side of that was uh, the Wesleyan movement was able to say, no, you, you can't just take your work for granted. You can't treat your work just as a paycheck, as something that you do in order to gain money for yourself. You have to see that your work in this factory is serving your world, is serving your community. It's providing goods and services that people need. You should take it seriously. You should show up for work on time, you should show up for work sober, and you should work hard and be productive. 
Uh, and on the other side of that, they said, uh, and these communities have got to be humane places to live. We have to uh, build uh, a decent housing and we have to build systems of medical care. Uh, we have to have a real community here. Uh, we can't just treat workers as if they're interchangeable units uh, uh, and they're not human beings. Uh, so there were two sides of this. Uh, there was a, a serious call to take work seriously, uh, a call to a work ethic, a call to productivity and, and to uh, uh, self-control uh, and, and uh, uh, a strong moral character. And then on the other side there was a big picture. There was a vision that this was not simply uh, just showing up and, and punching a clock and doing your work and working hard and then going home and having a paycheck. Uh, that there was a, a, a human community that this was a part of and that that community had to be taken seriously. There was a cultural integrity that had to be affirmed and upheld in the midst of all that. Uh, and Christian business owners uh, like Josiah Wedgwood, uh, who many American evangelicals are familiar with the name Josiah Wedgwood because he was part of the anti-slavery movement, uh, but he was also a factory owner and, and he got his success in large part by building factories that worked on this model, uh, that set high standards for workers and expected them to show up to work on time, ready to work, uh, and demanded that they do their work well. Uh, he set a high standard of excellence. Uh, but he also made sure that his factories were not just, uh, uh, you know, set up with no, uh, with no community around it. Uh, he made sure that people had sanitary conditions and good places to live and medical care and, uh, and, and religious services as well, that he welcomed the Methodist movement into his, uh, into his factories. Uh, and this uh, total vision of the big picture uh, and, and getting that total vision into the daily life of workers was a huge part of why the Wesleyan movement was successful. Uh, the Wesleyan movement came on the scene at a time when dramatic economic change uh, was really removing people's sense of the dignity and meaning of their lives. And by restoring that, by speaking to people in this situation of apparent chaos and meaninglessness, helping people to see economic systems, helping people to see how your work serves other people through this great process of economic exchange that we're all a part of, uh, it allowed people to, be, to restore a sense of dignity and meaning to what, of what they were doing all day. And I think the, uh, the church has an equal opportunity now. You know, the world is going through an economic upheaval at least as big as the Industrial Revolution, if not bigger. Uh, and people are again losing that big picture. They're losing that sense that their daily work is part of a vast interchange uh, of exchange with other people that is meaningful and that uh, allows them an opportunity to serve their neighbor, allows them an opportunity to practice the Christian virtues uh, and to bring uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the Christian uh, approach to life into their culture through the way they work and through these systems of exchange that we're all a part of. Uh, that we have an opportunity now to bring dignity and meaning back into the cultural space. Uh, that this is the easiest and best way to do it, is through uh, economic systems. That requires the church to do what the Wesleys did, to have a big vision of economic systems. What are they and what are they for? Uh, that's why in our programming, uh, in, the, in the program that I'm a part of, we're developing uh, a, a restored sense of how economic systems uh, can, can be a part of our, our theological vision. 
uh, and, and helping people to understand good stewardship and how economic systems are opportunities for us all to cooperatively work together and be good stewards through our work, through buying and selling, and systems of exchange. Uh, and I think this is really a, a critical piece that the church is lacking and has to develop if we're going to bring Christianity into the culture in the 21st century.